while those that uh, came on Adam Street can see that there's a new roof. Uh, at least uh, half the roof was done. Um, I told the guys, you didn't want me up there because that's a good way to find out how far and how fast I can fall. So I decided I was going to stay on the ground while they didn't need too much. And the, uh, the hedges had a lot of mulberries in. And so I thought, well, today is a good day. While I have so many, we can, we can, I can trim them and then we can haul, haul them away too with everything else. Well, I found out we not only have mulberries in that hedge row, but we also have wasps. I found out the hard way five times. And uh, I'm allergic to certain bees. Thank God. Anyway, so uh, in my mind is, oh, death, where is your victory? Oh, death, where is your sting? Is coming to mind. And uh, because that is the natural consequence of, of sin is death. That's the natural consequence. But the Blessed Mother we celebrate today something different. It wasn't when we die, we die. We're buried. And the church has never made a formal declaration of Mary dying or falling asleep. In fact, the Eastern Eastern Catholics call this feast that we celebrate today the Dormition, the falling asleep. But we do know this, that God did not allow corruption to touch the body of the Blessed Mother. Why do we know that? Well, it says in the Psalms that he would not let his beloved see corruption. Yes, sometimes we see that applied to Christ, but Christ and then Mary as the second fruits. As we hear in today's second reading, Christ is the first fruits, the type, the new type of Adam. And we might be a little confused, well, why do we have this gospel passage, the, the passage of the Visitation and the Magnificat, for the Feast of the Assumption. It doesn't seem to fit. And, you know, Mary's alive and well at this point. I mean, she's she's uh, expecting uh, Jesus is in her womb in just a few, uh, maybe a week. Why do we have this passage? While well, some who are a little bit more, um, not maybe as knowledgeable, would say, well, because we don't have a gospel passage of the Assumption. And that's true. In fact, we don't have anything directly in the scriptures about the Assumption. What we hear from Revelation hints at the Assumption, but we don't have it directly. It was a teaching of the Apostles, though, what we celebrate. In fact, today in, in uh, our Liturgy of the Hours, in the Office of Readings, we have the Declaration and Pope uh, Paul VI, who de- declared this, I think it was John, no, it's John the 23rd. It's been a long day. Uh, anyway, John the 23rd, who declared this uh, almost 60 years ago, declared that the church fathers talked about it as something that they all understood had happened. And throughout the world, they may have different words for it, dormition or assumption, but throughout the world there was an understanding that Mary did not experience death the way we do, that the formal declaration is having uh, having completed the course of her earthly life, Mary was assumed into heaven, body and soul. We see that by Moses, by the way, and we see that in Elijah in the Old Testament. So we have witnessed that it happened. So why not the Blessed Mother, who bore in her womb the Son? Which leads us to why the Church gives us this passage. In the Old Testament, after the 
pilgrimage of the people, they were instructed to construct an ark. And that ark was the tablets of the law, a jar of manna, and Aaron's staff. Hopefully you know the tablets are, of course, the law. The manna was God's providence, and the staff was a symbol of God's power. That was the ark, and the people of Israel kept that ark, and it was sacred. It was buried and lost right before this uh, uh, Babylonian exile, but, but that was sacred. Mary is the new ark. Mary is the one who contains not only the signs, but God himself in her very womb. And we hear in right before they built the temple, David found the ark. It had wandered over the plains of Judah, over the hills of Judah. And it was greeted with great joy. And when David brought it into the city of David, he leapt for joy. John the Baptist is a symbol of David as as this little three or six months in the womb. Here is the voice of the mother of God. He jumps for joy. At the sound of your greeting, the the baby within me leapt for joy. He understood that the mother of God, the Ark of the New Covenant, was so close. While the Ark of the Covenant and the Old Testament was so important and it was hid before the exile, how much more the New Ark. We see and we hear the Ark of of his covenant could be seen in the temple. What does this mean for us? What means the Blessed Mother waits for us? It means what she experienced in her, having completed her earthly life, that we will experience not fully, we're not going to be assumed into heaven, but we will be body and soul in heaven when Christ raises us from the dead, that Mary already has that resurrection in heaven. And that's why we celebrate. That's why we ought to celebrate. Because she goes to remind us of our future. And we celebrate not mourning her death, but celebrating that she lives eternally already, hinting, because she is the Ark of the New Covenant. 